Okay. Ooh. All right, everybody. Welcome to the first week of the Flippy and Flappy podcast. Uh, my name is Vinay, and I got Vivek on the line as well. Um, so essentially, this podcast is going to be mainly sports debate themed. Um, and right now, we're still experimenting with the format, but um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard the PTI show, Pardon the Interruption, with Michael Wilbon and Tony Kornheiser on ESPN. Uh, but we're going to be for, uh, formatting our podcast to tailor towards that format. Um, essentially, going to have topics, about five to seven topics. I'm um, going to go about 60 to 90 seconds each on that. Um, and we'll do a snake format. So I'll introduce the first topic, and then Vec will go, and then second topic, Vec will go, and then I'll go, um, etc. And then we'll have one bonus round uh, where one of us introduces a random topic of any kind might not even be tailored towards the three main sports of NBA, NFL, and MLB. Um, and one of us will answer our bonus question, and then the other one will go. Um, and that'll be the end of the podcast. So we're trying to, in terms of timing, probably about 20 minutes, maybe. Um, but yeah, yeah. somewhere around there. Yeah, perfect, Vinay. Thanks for the uh, intro. And um, yeah, as uh, as as you said, you know, we're still experimenting in terms of the format. I think we'll just have to see see where this thing goes. But um, definitely, we'll 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 start with uh, the stuff we know best, and and um, and you know, a little bit of a, a little bit of Boston slant thrown in there. But but uh, hopefully <laughs> hopefully not too much bias. Uh, I like to think of myself as pretty unbiased. So um, yeah, actually, sorry, I was gonna. That was one thing I totally forgot to mention. Um, no, no, we may be Boston yeah. super fans, but um, you know, we're completely objective. Boston fans. Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we're not like people on Nessun or NBC Sports that, you know, <laughs> kind of have a certain narrative that they're trying to push on yeah, TV. We're, uh, we're the Massachusetts elite, you know, so so don't confuse us, right, with uh, <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding, but um, yeah, it, for sure, I think I think we could have some we're going to have some surprising takes that, that hopefully get get some, uh, some of these Bostonians fired up. Um, just a little bit of backstory on the name. I know it's not something we should dwell on too much at this point, and the name is still open <laughs> for for change. But um, you know, flippy and flappy. So it's a funny story because we used to, you know, obviously we grew up um, together, same town, same high school, and everything. Um, but you know, over time, you know, it, t- it just turned out that the way we kept in touch was was uh, Facebook Messenger. I think I just liked the the format of it, just convenient. You know, had nice little emojis and stuff, and so. Well, actually, I got to cut you off right there. Um, it's because he was too lazy to get an iPhone, so we had to keep going to Facebook. Yeah, Messenger. I don't know if it's. it's I don't know if it was problem. an issue of, of laziness, but uh, I definitely. I was. I see. I. I didn't. I broke the mold. So I used to get an iPhone and then an Android and then an iPhone and, and you know so on and so forth. Now, to me, in 2020, it's clear that at least in the U.S., you know, there's no reason that not to have an iPhone. So so I finally. I'm here for good, I think, um, but uh, we'll see how it shakes out. But yeah, I mean, you know, Facebook Messenger worked out pretty well, and 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 then as soon as they let you change the nicknames, you know, it was just funny because it was just the both of us. Like I think, you know, we, we kind of have a silly sense of humor, and I think um, we just chose to, um, uh, you know, just just name each other sort of like funny things. I th- I think it started out like. I forgot. I forgot. I might have named you like KG. You named me like Paul Pierce or something, <laughs> something stupid like that. But then, I, then we kind of went crazy with it, 
And eventually we just came, you know, ran out of names. Like, we might have even done salt and pepper or some bullshit. And then, <laughs> and then after that, <laughs> there was nothing left. But Vinay, you know, the gold mine that, that your brain is, you just picked out Flippy and, and Flappy. And so um, that, that, that opened my eyes. I was like, man, you're never going to run out of names. So, um, but kind of ran out of ideas naming this. So that's how we came up with this. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, with, with that, um, you know, get right to it. Um, I'm going to queue up the first topic of the day and we're going to start with the NFL. Um, and, and actually a topic that is near and dear, not only to Bostonians, but also, uh, the, the broader fan base. Um, we're going to talk about Pats and Bucks, not only in terms of on the field, but also legacy. Um, so I want to get your thoughts on this, Vinay. You know, the Bucks are going to come to town, visit the Pats in, uh, I think it's week four of the regular season this year. And um, just curious, you know, which do you think is more likely, in your opinion, the Bucks winning it all again or the Pats actually missing the playoffs this year after, you know, having loaded up? And then as a follow-up to that, how does this affect the whole Brady-Belichick legacy Um what does it do to, to either side? So I'd love to hear your thoughts. Sure, yeah. Thanks, Vivek. Um, yeah, when we were brainstorming topics, this was by far my favorite one to do. So very looking, very Thanks. much looking forward to I getting agree. into this one. <laughs> um, but to answer your question, which is more likely, um, this is going to be sound inconsistent with what I've said in the past in our private conversations, but um, I'm going to say the Bucks repeating as champs. Because um, I know the first thing you're going to say is, oh, nobody's repeated since 03 and 04, the Patriots did it. The reality is, is none of those teams retained all of their starters from the previous year. Um, these guys brought back all 22 of their starters. And when I look at the NFC, I mean, which of those teams have actually gotten better? Um, right. Sorry, I think every all the competitive teams from last year in the NFC all have gotten a little bit worse if anything. Right. Um, the Packers stayed the same, I think. Uh, we don't even know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers' drama. So yeah. if he leaves town, then they've gone drastically worse. Yep. Um, you know, we look at the Saints. Drew Brees is retired, mm-hmm. so that knocks them off. Um, then we look around the other teams. Um, you know, the only team I can think of that got, you know, I shouldn't say significantly better, but a good amount better is the L.A. Rams. I think get, them getting Matt Stafford. Um because a big upgrade mm. over Jared Goff. Yeah, but even then, I still don't consider them a Super Bowl contender by any means. Oh, wow. Um, so I think the Bucks are pretty much locked in to get back to the NFC champ, or sorry, not the, um, get back to the Super Bowl. Um, and, you know, when I look at the AFC, the Patriots, I mean, yeah, like I said, I mean, I loved all the offseason moves that they made, and I thought they had a fantastic draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end of the day, they were a 7-9 and nine team. Um, and no matter how many new pieces you bring in, like, they are new pieces, yeah. You know, it's going to be a lot of new parts that they're trying to integrate all at the same time. And I think it's just, you know, it's not going to be as a cake, as much of a cakewalk as people are making it seem like they're, oh, they're going to get to the AFC championship game and all that. Because um, I can think of two teams right at the top of my head that are better than the Patriots. Um, the Chiefs, which I think they'll get the number one seed. You know, they beefed up their O-line, um, yeah. which was their weak point in the Super Bowl. It only got better. Um, I look at the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, they've pretty much stayed the same. And they were really good last year, 13-3. and three. Um, And then, you know, I look at the other teams, like the Cleveland Browns got better. The, um, the Ravens will still be good. Um, Titans will still be good. Um, so I just don't think there's any guarantees in the AFC. Like, a lot of the same teams will still be good again. Um, and, 
yeah, I mean, I think the Patriots will still make the playoffs. But if you're asking me, you know, which is more likely, I think the Bucks will repeat as champs. Um, and so I know I went no, 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 that's all on that good. one. It's all good. I mean, um, and I didn't even address the second part of that question yet. <laughs> well, um, yeah, you want you you want him well, now, or should we come back to that? Like, yeah, no, no, no I'll, I'll address it quickly because okay, okay. I don't have much to say on it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, okay. Uh, no, but what would a win versus the Bucks mean? Um, I think it means absolutely nothing. Like it's a week four regular <laughs> season <laughs> game, uh, and the fact that they're not even in the same conference means that the winner of this game will have no impact on like home field advantage in the playoffs or anything. Um, I think the only game that will have an impact, mm-hmm. a single game that will have an impact on the Brady-Belichick legacy, is if both teams meet in the Super Bowl, um, which, you know, who knows, well, that, that, yeah. could, that could happen. But this game, regular season, week four, psh, get out of here. It has no Wow, impact. hot yeah. takes coming in hot from the, uh, from the oven. All right. <laughs> All right, well, you know what? I think I disagree with you on both counts, um, so this is a good one. Um, I'm, I'm actually going to say, you know, uh, the, the pass missing the playoffs is, 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 um, is more likely um, than the Bucks, you know, repeating as champs. I mean, I mean, yeah, if you play the numbers game, you know, it depends how you slice it. I mean, I'm not a big fan of it because this is the perfect question. To, to, to kind of you know silence all the uh, uh, all all the stat heads on this one because you're absolutely right I mean if you look at the rosters returning and stuff like these are kind of like an aligning of the stars that the Bucks have going on here that just doesn't normally happen um, although I've heard some things with Antonio Brown is he you know, I guess he resigned but not really sure what's going on but but uh, I mean you know even without him they, they got more than enough but um, uh, the thing is, you know, repeating as champs, that's where it gets tough, you know, because of everything you said, there are a lot of good teams in the, uh, in the AFC and, um, you know, should one of them come out and, and, and play the Bucks? I mean, you know, we saw how the Saints almost knocked them off last year. Now you could say, oh, well, you know, the, the, the Bucks were just getting started, but any team can be beat. And so, um, that's why I think, I mean, there's, there's just no guarantees for the Bucks. You're right, NFC got weaker, and I think the Bucks will go deep because of that. But to say they're going to win it all, I mean, you're going to have two tough games, right? I think you've got to agree with me where the NFC title game and then the Super Bowl, both of those are going to be tough games regardless of who's on both sides. It's just because the teams that make it to those points in the year are just playing well. They're clicking, and so those games tend to be tight. Um, uh, and we saw that this past year, at least in the, in the title games, not, not in the Super Bowl so much. So, um, that's a tough one. Um, and so I'm going to say, you know, yeah, I mean, the Pats, they did load up, but there's still a decent chance because of all that other talent that they just missed, missed the playoffs for all the, the all the reasons you mentioned. So, uh, I'm just going to have to say that's more likely in terms of legacy though. Um, here's where I disagree with you. I really do think this game matters just because it's if you just look at it from the macro perspective, right? This might be the last time, first the first and last time that these two guys go head to head here. Okay? In in a game that actually quote unquote matters. It's not a preseason game, right? Um, Brady has never played Belichick and this is it, this is a big game right here, especially for the Pats. I mean, they're hosting the game which I think is, is a good good thing for, for them, probably a bone that, you know, got thrown Belichick's way after after a down year last year. This could be the only time we see these guys matched up in a meaningful game. And it means a lot just because of what will happen if Belichick loses. 
the media will kill him in the short term. But, you know, if you look back historically, this might, you know, I mean, NFC, AFC, they don't get to play each other that much, right? The next, you know, Belichick's not going to another team. He's going to leave, right? If if the Patriots are last up. And in terms of Brady, I mean, he's also said he kind of wants to be done by 45, and I believe him. So I really think it's the last time, other than a potential Super Bowl mashup, that, that we could see this. And if so, I think both teams will, will be good enough to make this a great game that people remember. And if people remember it, it matters in terms of legacy. So I'm going to go with um, this absolutely matters for Belichick, and he has a lot to lose if he loses this because he's been losing for the last year. See, that, but that's the thing with me is I don't, I don't think this game matters in terms of the legacy, right? Like I know... I know it's important. People are yeah. going to remember moments. They're not going to remember in a season in you know in totality. They remember specific moments. Mm-hmm. But I think that if let's say the Patriots lose yeah. that game, because I'm pretty sure they're not going to be the favorite, yeah. um, but they go on, you know, to still win the Super Bowl. Like, mm-hmm. you think they're really going to remember mm-hmm. that, that game? Um, I mean, that's that's just the way I look at it. In fact, that would just raise the question even more. Like, who was more important? to the Patriots, you know, because <laughs> Belichick won on his own and then Brady won on his own together. Uh, but people aren't going to remember that specific game, at least in, in my opinion. But, dude, you got the two goats. I think people will remember this game, even if it's a blowout, you know. Like, it'll be remembered in some capacity. It's going to be written about in the history books, you know, none of which I'll, you know, probably be, be around to read. But, you know, people will still remember this. And, and, and you know, um, I mean... Yeah, when you fast forward 20, 30 years, like it's still gonna be it's still gonna be a, a topic. Yeah, it you're right. It absolutely could be a boring game. I mean, it's on NBC, this, that, and the other. But it absolutely could be a blowout. Could be like a snoozer that people you know don't care about much this year. But legacy wise, I actually think that's where it just gets magnified more and more. It's sort of the way that you know. Do people really think LeBron is better than MJ? I mean, that's a that's a topic for another day. Mm-hmm. But but it's um, it's sort of like one of those things where he's built a case for himself now, just over time. And it's like the history books are going to smile upon LeBron, regardless of what happens the rest of the way. They're going to put him, I think, on even footing, and in some cases above MJ. So I mean, not to pursue that tangent further, but I do think this will be remembered. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, I know I don't disagree with you. Like, I think it's a huge game, and the hype is, you know, it's meeting its expectations. Like, I really think, like, when I look at the schedule, yeah. this game is by far the most I'm looking forward to out of any other game. I just think oh, that for sure. yeah. the hype up until, like, people are blowing it out of proportion right now, and, like, once the game actually happens, yeah. it's not going to have, you know, as much importance and all that. People are just... The hype is gonna hype levels are gonna drop, and people are gonna realize and put in perspective that it was just a week four regular season game. But I I, I do I do agree with That's some fair. of the points you said though. Like I I do agree that it is by far the most hyped game of the season in the NFL. De- definitely like, the most hyped. I mean, yeah. one one thing I can say is I certainly got October third scheduled. Now I don't think I'll be able to afford a ticket, but <laughs> short of that, um, <laughs> you know, it's it's circled on on, on my calendar. All right, so so what we got next, Vinay? Next topic. All right, yeah. So I guess we're still staying in the NFL world here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if many of you guys got a chance to watch the NFL draft, but um, for me, I watched a solid chunk of it. And Vivek, I know you probably did as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this draft was probably the most anticipated drafts 
in a long time that I can remember being hyped up for. Right. Um, just because I was still curious what the Patriots going to do with their quarterback situation and all that, uh, whether they're going to trade up, trade down, etc. And then there were so many teams um, that, you know, were so, there was so much uncertainty, I felt like, with this draft in comparison to drafts in the past. Um, so, yeah, in the first round, um, there were so many rookie quarterbacks that were taken. Um, and just in the draft overall, so many rookie quarterback taken. So I think that brings up, um, you know, one of the questions we were discussing earlier is, which rookie QB do you think will have the best season this year? Vivek, take it away. Yeah, great question. Uh, you know, this is one of my favorite topics, too. I'm not a big college football guy, though I, I do, you know, sometimes catch catch a few highlights here and there, you know, like Kyle Pitts, I think. I saw him just dominating Alabama. That was that was a memorable one. Um, that, that was a fun one. Always like to see the Giants get knocked down a peg, but um, in any case, you know, we had some, some big-time talent um, taken at the top of this draft. Uh, obviously, starting, you know, with Lawrence to the Jags, that was kind of a ho-hum move, but, you know, lost in all that. People kind of forget how good, you know, he is, or at least, at least how good the scouts think he can be. You know, being probably, what is it, Kuyper's top-rated QB ever or something? Some, something crazy like mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. So, you know, you got Lawrence followed up by um, Zach Wilson to the Jets. I think that, that's pretty, pretty, pretty darn interesting for me. Um, and, um, yeah, and then Trey Lance to the Niners. Um, but then you also had a couple more big names go off in the first round. Um, we all know about um, Justin Fields. Um, he slid, but, you know, slid, slid into the Bears. I think that's a good spot for him. People are excited about that. Gives uh, Chicago some hope. And, and, um, and, then, uh, and then finally wrapping up in the first round at 15 uh, with Mac Jones to the Pats. That was also hyped up for obvious reasons. Um, me personally, I actually think Zach Wilson is going to have the best season this year. Um, firstly, I mean, who are the real candidates for this spot? If you ask me, it's the guys who are going to really get a chance to play. Um, we know that Lawrence is, is day one starter, and same with Wilson. You know, um, you know, God forbid anything happens with the health side. So um, Lance, I think he's almost certainly not going to start week one. Um, Jimmy G is for once healthy. They, they got to get their money's worth with that. So um, they're not going to put him in. Mac Jones, there might be an outside chance, but even him, like he's not really going to get to play week one. And and there's questions as to whether either those two, Lance or um, uh, you know Jones, will will see the field this year at all. Um, and personally, for me, I almost hope you know for both that they don't. But you know that's another topic. Uh, meanwhile, Justin Fields, I hope he does see the field soon, just because there's no other good options in Chicago, uh, or at least compelling options, but. He's not going to see the field week one either. I mean, let's be honest. They already got Dalton. He gets killed, but, you know, he's not a horrible quarterback. He's a serviceable guy. Maybe not quite an NFL starter anymore, but who knows. Um, so I think that kills Fields. So, so really between Wilson and Lawrence, right, With that, that's a tough race because everyone's kind of got, you know, probably Lawrence in, in just a head-to-head. But there's something about this guy, man, Zach Wilson. He's just charismatic. Um He's kind of got that it factor. I, I just feel like the pressure of New York just won't get to him. People kill him because, oh, well, he came out of BYU and, and stuff. But you just watch him, the way he he, he, he spoke after being drafted, the, the way his face kind of lights up, and just that smile. You know, he just he's just a happy dude. It's nothing that's bothering him. Um, now, you know, life hits hard, but uh, he, he's got he's got that, that aura that I think, you know, makes him well-suited for New York. And obviously, in, in terms of a talent thing, 
I mean, they, they say he's he's the next Mahomes, right? So um, I'm, I'm going to have to stick with Zach Wilson um, in, in what I think is essentially a two-horse race for, for this year. Interesting take. Um, I can't say I disagree with everything you said, but um, I don't agree with your final take. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, like you said, the part I do agree with, um, you know, when you answer this question, you have to think about who is most realistically going to start. Yeah. Uh, but also the second part of it is, is the team fostered to support, you know, the team around him? Mm. Are they in a position to actually support, you know, yeah. his skill set? Um, so when I look around, um, you know, I think of the guys that will realistically start week one, mm-hmm. um, Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Um, but then when I look at the rest of the team around him, like, they were 1-15, in 15, and they lost 15 games in a row. <laughs> so for me, <laughs> that was an easy, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'll pass on that one for um, predicting him to be the best uh, rookie QB. Nah, I'm not taking that bet. Um, I look at Zach Wilson. Um, that was my, you know, my second choice. Because um, no, I thought, he, like you said, I mean, he seems very charismatic. Um, he's got a really good arm. Like, he can throw the deep ball like crazy well. Yeah. Uh, in terms of accuracy, I think that was one thing that was discounted, you know, list off as a, you know, a skill that was kind of questionable from coming into this draft. Um, but I think if you support him with the right receivers down the road that can get separation, I think right. he'll be, he'll be fine. Um, but you know, then again, going back to the team record, there were two and fourteen. <laughs> so, there's clearly so many weaknesses on that team that um, I think even if he they did plays Rams, pretty well. Though. They did beat the Rams, yeah, you're right. And I, was it last year when they beat the Raiders? Um, was that like on a last second? I TV? think they lost to the Raiders on a last second. Oh, is that what happened? Oh, okay. <laughs> but they were competitive in that game. They were yeah, competitive. Well, so. they were competitive in a bunch of games, actually, now that I think about it. They almost mm-hmm. beat the pass with the, our friend and good friend Joe Flacco. <laughs> Our good, yeah, I don't know about a good friend. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, then again, you know, they were 2-14. and 14, So as far as I'm concerned, the team will still be bad and we'll never really see, you know, his skill set, you know, on full display. But I do think he'll play every single one of the games next season. Um, which leads me to uh, Justin Fields going to the Bears. I think that, that was my pick. Mm. Um, and I think it's because I think he's in a – pretty good organization. I mean, I'm not going to say that they're competitive every single year, year in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I look at last year, they were 8-8 eight and eight, um, with Mitch, Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. And um, he was pretty bad. <laughs> He's been pretty bad. I don't know how he was picked uh, number two overall in 2017. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think if you put in any QB that can be, you know, above average, which yeah. I think Justin Fields can be, even mm-hmm. though he's a rookie, um, I think they can only be better than 8-8. Eight and Because, eight. I mean, realistically, look at the defense. Like, they didn't really lose anyone else on defense. So, they were good last year. I think they'll stay good. Um, and then you look at the weapons. Like, he is, he'll have pretty good tight ends. Um, he's going to have Allen Robinson mm-hmm. um, and a decent run game. So, I think he can be a good quarterback. Um, and when I say good quarterback, I think, you know, he's not going to turn the ball over much. And he'll be big on third down. Like, I consider one of those, those game managers, kind of like what Russell Wilson was early in his career, um, what Alex Smith has been. Um, not that it's a, a shot by calling someone, taking a shot at someone by calling them a game manager. Yeah, for um, sure. But I think he can be a game manager his first year. And, um, yeah, just to clarify, this question was best rookie quarterback 
for this season. So I'm not saying down the road that he'll be the best of this mm. class or anything like that. I'm just saying for this season, yeah. I think he's put in the best situation to be successful. Yeah, you know, I kind of, I kind of like your your take there. Um, I guess from my standpoint, I wasn't sure if this kid was gonna play, but you know, on second thought, I mean, he probably will. He, he okay, let's say he definitely will get a chance at some point. I just don't know how soon. Um, but you're you're totally right about the supporting cast. I mean, um, and I agree with you. Like putting, I didn't even think about that. They lost the last fifteen games, damn. Um, with with Trevor Lawrence coming in there. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, for that, that's a multi-year project over there. I don't care how good people think Lawrence is in, in year one. Even even Peyton Manning, I think, went some ridiculously bad record in his rookie year, but um, maybe 2-14. and 14. But, yeah, I think it's going to be like that um, in, in Jacksonville. And as far as Wilson, though, the one thing I'll say is he's got the O-line, you know. They drafted mm. some big guys over there, uh, and they had this big guy, what, Mekhi Becton or whatever at the left tackle spot. Mm. Huge. He's a mammoth. So I don't. I don't. I mean, maybe the only guy bigger is the guy the Pats just picked up, Trent Brown. I don't even know if he's bigger. He might not be. <laughs> uh, even if he's bigger, he might not be stronger. But but you know, this kid's got protection uh, up front. Um, I'm not too sure about the receiving weapons, but I'm pretty sure they added um, at least a couple big names, uh, or at least one big name. And they got this. Uh, they got a good pick uh, in the draft as well. You know, in the second round um, with um, I think it was Elijah Moore. Um, uh, Ole Miss. I didn't get to watch him play much, but he's famous for the uh, the dog, uh, the 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 dog wedding incident. But uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, 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 that was that was a good one. I, I got to give uh, some some props there. I mean, it's he shouldn't have gotten killed as much for that as he did, just because. I mean, dude, there's a history of that in the NFL. But but that that aside, you know, the Jets I think are building something here, and 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 I can't say that I I hate that that's to happen. You know. As much as it's our job to hate the Jets and hate everything New York, like, you know, I mean, I did live in New York for a couple of years, and, and I feel bad for the Jets fans. Um, the Giants, uh, not so much. They can go to hell, but um, I think they're they're kind of taking care of that um, themselves already, so not too worried about them. But but the Jets, you know, they got some leadership. I still think, you know, Wilson's there, but yeah, good point. I mean, we'll see what Fields can do. Mm-hmm. Um, on a random note, like mm-hmm. I've never understood when teams, or sorry, like fans want you know the rivaling team to be trash. Like it's, for me, like yeah. I so want them to be competitive. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like I want them to still be good, but like our team to be just that much better than them. You know, just a right. little bit better just that they got that psychological bit. advantage that they exactly. can just keep beating them. Right. Yep. Um, so I agree with you. Yeah, I do want the Jets to be good, um, and I hope Zach Wilson is the best QB in his job. Because I do like him a lot. I like his talent and everything. I just, like I said, I just don't think he's in the best position to be successful. So. Yeah, the team that I'm rooting for, uh, I mean, rooting against the most in the AFC East is actually just Miami. I, I just feel like, you know, there's this, there's, this, there's this slant in the media that, you know, all these warm weather cities, like, to hell with that. I mean, you know, if I move down to Miami, maybe I'll change my mind. And, and, and right now, I kind of want to move down there. But, you know, regardless, um, you know, sorry to, but anyway, um, I guess <laughs> I guess we'll move on from this one. Um, yeah, so you know, now let's kind of switch gears and, and go to what's hot right now, which is the NBA. Um, and uh, you know, it, it's the day after the the last uh, the last regular season um, battles, um, and so it's only appropriate for us to to kind of discuss the end of season awards um, as a way of wrapping up. I mean, you know, to give some context. You got all the same same beasts of the East at the top, 
Um, some new new faces in there, some keeping it fresh with the Hawks and the Knicks, uh, making making the playoffs um, at the at the four four five seed, which is an interesting matchup for a first round matchup. It's it's almost like both teams got what they wanted by facing mm-hmm. the other weak team that that they could have <laughs> played, um, just yeah. kind of sneaking up in there. And then Miami being being the annoying guys that they are, sliding to six and and getting to play Milwaukee again, which I'm sure they're probably thrilled about. Um, but um, you know we got the play in tourney, and that's the big big new uh, wrench this year. Um, before we uh, move on to that, let's just wrap up the awards. Um, what you got for you know I guess firstly MVP. Uh, I know we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but curious to see what what, what your take is, and and then you know broadly speaking the All NBA um, mm-hmm. team. What what you got for me? Yeah. Sounds good, man. Um, I know when we were practicing this topic um, a couple of weeks ago during one of our practice runs, um, I gave one answer, and yeah. I got to tell you that answer has changed. Uh, <laughs> but I got to tell you, it was very tough. I flipped back and forth between these two for a while. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm going to go with Nikola Jokic. Uh, All right. uh, you know, when I look at the end of the season player stats, I mean, he's leading the league in player efficiency rating. Yeah. Um, and that's a really, you know, one of those stats that includes every single relevant stat points, rebounds, assists, and just overall impact on the game, plus mm-hmm. minus. I, I don't even know what's involved in creating that stat, but yeah. um, it's very inclusive of all the important stats. For sure. Um, and then I look at the team's record, right? They mm-hmm. got to a third seed in the Western Conference, and that was with Jamal Murray injured for a good chunk. Or not a good, a, a sizable chunk. I think yeah, it was like yeah. 15 games or so. Um, yeah, and you look the at their record to end the stretch, right, yeah. when the West was getting extremely competitive. Um, and you look at their record during that stretch, I mean, they didn't miss a beat. Mm-hmm. Like, in terms of percentage-wise, they were just as good as their – it was just about the same win percentage as they were with, with him. Um, I thought Nicole Jokic just – I look at games played. Um, he's played all 72 games of the season. Um, and that's usually the biggest – you know, how do I say – one of the most important criteria when evaluating MVP is, you know, how many games have they played. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's – Checked that box, um, and I just think of his game altogether. Like he's in the top ten for rebounds and assists and uh, points. I think he's like twenty six points per game, um, which I found really funny is that it was like ranked twelfth or something in the year. Oh wow! Um, and I just any other year, right? That's guaranteed right. top five. But it's just just goes to show how much the game has evolved. Yeah. Um, these offensive, uh, explosive numbers that people are putting up. But, yeah, for me, it was really tough. I really went back and forth with him and Chris Paul. Um, you know, I can go on and on making a case for Chris Paul as well. But um, I just look at the team's record, his individual stats, and availability for his team. I think he's checked all three boxes. Um, and not just checked them off, but checked them off at a high level. So, yeah. Yeah, let me I'm done, yeah, done ranting. Oh, sorry, man. No, oh, for sorry, sure. I totally we'll, forgot. We'll, we'll um, I was going to say, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was going to go to the um, All-NBA first okay, team okay. real quick. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think a lot of these players speak for themselves, so um, should be too much too much debate on this one, I think. But yeah. um, I'll say Steph Curry, a point guard. Um, Dame Lillard at the other guard spot, which I know mm-hmm. is not a shooting guard, but you know, two guards at. Um, this one is kind of shocking. I'm going to put LeBron James oh, at small no. forward. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were getting angry we, about we that one. We got ourselves a new Shannon voice, <laughs> boys and girls. <laughs> hey, man, I'm the objective Shannon Sharp on oh, this show. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and then um, probably another one you're not going to like, but Giannis. Uh, I think 
his regular season numbers are great, so I, I yeah. got to put him up there. Mm-hmm. And then um, this one, yeah, I, I got to say Nikola Jokic, just for all the reasons I said for why he should be MVP. <laughs> That'd be, <laughs> be kind of weird if I didn't have him on first team uh, yeah. All-NBA, but had him for MVP. But um, yeah, that, that's my that's my first team. Um, Vivek, well, what do you have to say? I, I know oh, you don't man. like what I had well, to say, but I'll I'll yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll stifle my um, disappointment for for a few seconds longer and, and give you my MVP <laughs> pick. Um, and yeah, I gotta agree with you right there with with Jokic. Um, it's funny because he's probably the player out of, out of this bunch that I might have caught the least of on TV this year. Or even if we watched him on TV, you might have not noticed he was there. Just you know, I guess dominating the game. But <laughs> but um, not a flashy guy, you know, as we all know. But um, Look, he's great, and he's had some flashy games, I think, going back to the playoffs last year. I mean, he seems to step up in the playoffs in a big way, too, so he doesn't really get the credit that he deserves. Um, but, yeah, I mean, 72 games played, I mean, you know, that doesn't buy you an MVP on its own, but in, in a COVID year where they came off a deep playoff run and, um, you know, nobody else really achieved that stat out of these top guys, I mean, you know, that speaks for itself. I mean, because the stats, you know, are inarguable, you know. He, he kind of... He's almost like a he's like a triple double threat uh, mm-hmm. on any given night. Um, better passer than most point guards. Uh, he knows how to play the game. He just has that you know IQ, that savvy. And 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 like I said, it's it's just so important that he's not just a regular season player because even though this is a regular season award, it's one of those awards that you know if a player disappoints you year after year, I mean, can you as a you know if you had a vote like what would you do? I mean, and I think they got to fix this too. They really got to include. Some some element of postseason play into the MVP just because, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the, it's just kind of flawed the way it is right now. Um, now, uh, even though I got Jokic, I mean, some of the other guys that I was thinking of for this spot, um, Curry, um, I, I hate to say Giannis. I, I honestly wasn't really even thinking of Giannis for this spot, um, even though he's had a good year. I mean, he was kind of load managed a little bit, had some nicks here and there. He's kind of mm-hmm. fully focused on just fixing his postseason reputation. So um, I didn't really, you know, put him as a contender here. Although, you know, stats-wise, you'd say he he was. Uh, I still had Embiid. Chris Paul kind of fell off my list a little bit, not because of anything he did um, personally. <laughs> it's just that these other guys have just taken their individual games to another level over the last few years, and it's just it's just it's just tough for uh, I mean, over the last few weeks rather of the season, and it's tough for me to just put Paul above all of them like that even though he dominates Mm -hmm. the game in his own way i mean that individual scoring is the hardest you know thing to do it as a star like what curry Mm -hmm. does and everything so i'm gonna go with Jokic first curry second and then maybe maybe Embiid third that that's still kind of my guy and i and i looked Mm -hmm. at the stats i mean Doncic. i mean he's up there this year it's crazy but um he is really he really picked it up at some point and just never looked back i mean that's where the mavs are where they are now when just a few, you know, maybe four or five weeks ago, people were thinking of them as like a, a play-in shoe-in. Um, as far as All-NBA, uh, it's a good one. Because it's another one that bothers me. It's this whole like, oh, you know, guards, forwards, this, that, and the other, like, allocations. Mm-hmm. Like, why can't we just take, you know, the top five guys, you know? I feel like, the yeah. you know, with the, with the way the league has gone now, it should kind of go more positionless. Um, and we've seen that the game can be dominated from any position. So I just feel like um, maybe they do this just to make sure that big men continue to get recognition or something. But it's just strange to me. But in any case, um, yeah, I got Jokic, Curry, 
Giannis. I think all three of them are shoe-ins. And then for the other two spots, I honestly have uh, uh, Luka and Embiid. Um, I don't know where you pulled mm. the LeBron one from, um, but, you know, uh, I mean, he hasn't played enough, honestly, for me to, to be in consideration. Because these awards, more than anything else, right, to me, have to do with availability um, a little bit. I, I, mm-hmm. I, know, I don't know the exact number of games LeBron's played, but I'm willing to bet that it's, like, not more than, like, low 50s. Um, and, uh, I mean, he was hurt, but still, uh, him being hurt, uh, a combination of that and load management, like, I can't put him in the first team. Maybe maybe he mm-hmm. gets third team consideration for me, but mm-hmm. I still put Tatum over him, for example. Um, <laughs> so that's, yeah, okay, now, <laughs> we're trying to be objective, but, you know, he, he does this every now and then. Oh, you know, okay, now you put it on me. All right, too. well, <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, that's my first team. Um, and then, um, you know what, I mean, I think, did they did these lists match up? No, I think I think the two where we disagreed. I don't know. Did you have Embiid in there? I don't think you did. No, I think so. We disagreed with Luca and Embiid. And um, yeah, because you had Lillard. I, I yeah. was kind of like, all right, I'm to hell with Lillard. I kind of went with you know, if, even if you want to go guards, I'm gonna call Doncic a guard. I'm gonna put him mm. in there, and then I'm gonna get you know Giannis, Embiid, and and Jokic um, all in there um, next to Curry and, and uh, Doncic. I mean, you know, Lillard's good. I think to me last year, right, was um, I, I know he he started this year off very hot, and and he was kind of keeping at the top. But you can only do that so long. Last year I was impressed because of the way that he had to fight to keep him into the into the plane at the end of the year, um, and then actually get him into the first round, even steal a game from LeBron. But um, he cooled off a little bit to me, uh, for my liking, um, towards the end when when Curry kind of went the other direction. And so for me, with those two kind of being compared with each other so much, I just kind of, I had to give it to Curry, and then I just didn't feel like pulling, putting uh, Lillard in there. I, I guess to some degree I'm biased too. I'm looking at this as like a 2K team. Do I want two sharpshooters like that on my squad? I like I like some variety. So um, that's, that was my take on it. See, here's the thing. It's not that we necessarily disagree. It's just our criteria of, you know, who deserves to be in first the all NBA team, I guess, is different. Because yeah. uh, I was thinking, you know, we're going to do our standard two guards, yep. two forwards, or sorry, two guards, two forwards, and a center. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was thinking, like, yeah. you know, I'm going to have to pick someone at the small forward spot. For sure. I was thinking of all those guys, like, when we look at guys that play exclusively the small forward position, right? I think mm-hmm. of LeBron, Kawhi, Durant, and those are the three that come to mind immediately. Um, and I'm like, eh, Kevin Durant's been out for mm-hmm. so many games this year. Yeah. Um, and I look at Kawhi, you know, even though LeBron's been injured for, yeah. like, he's missed 27 games, right. Kawhi has quietly missed, like, 20-something games. <laughs> it just, like, amazes me that, like, he misses all these games and somehow flies under the speaking radar. Speaking of right? which, the... <laughs> yeah, that's, like, an accomplishment for him. It's like, how did you manage to miss that many games after the year they had last year? Exactly. And just, and that, that's exactly. amazing to me. Um, good mm-hmm. for him, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, but yeah, I mean, when I look at it that way, it's like, by default, I'm going to have to say LeBron. I mean, <laughs> I think he's played, he, I'm okay, he's played less games than Kawhi, right? But the games he has played, like, I think before the injury, before the AD injury, mm-hmm. you know, they were, I believe, two, okay. maybe three okay. in the West. Still yeah. ahead of the Clippers. Yeah. Um, and even if there were two or three, like, it was literally within a game or two out of first spot. Um, 
you know, yeah. considering the fact that they had to integrate some new parts like Schroeder, Marcus Sol, Trez Harrell, etc. Like the fact that they were, you know, and given how long the season was for them last year, the fact they were able to turn it around and still be good. Um, you know, I took that all into account and I was like, yeah, I mean, I'll put LeBron in there, um, despite how many games he's missed and, you know, considering the fact that all the other key guys have missed games too. So, yeah, I mean, I had to, I had to put LeBron in there. You know, I. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. I mean, it's not fair, but I'll, I'll give you a pass. Uh, but, but I will say this. I mean, from, from a position standpoint, you know, it's funny because I'm curious to hear that because in my mind, you know, if you think small forward, for me, the prototypical SFs now is um, really the trifecta of LeBron, um, Doncic, and Harden, actually, in my mind. To me, mm-hmm. those three guys or what I associate the small forward position with now. And maybe it's just because I feel like those three guys find a way to dominate the game from that position. Because you look at, like, you know, positions, right? And, yeah, it's positionless. But, you know, it's how do these individuals find a way to just dominate the game? It's like the way that these guys play at that size, but with that ball handling skill and that vision, is just what, to me, is the epitome of, of what the game is at the small forward spot. But, but anyways... Um, that's that's fair, man. Um, let's move on to the um, uh, the, oh, the next one. The, 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 yeah, yep. the next one. Yeah. Yep, yep. So yeah, what an interesting year this has been for the NBA. Um, shortened season. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there was so much complaints around the league about this playing tournament. Um, we heard LeBron recently say, <laughs> "Whoever created the playing tournament uh, should be fired." Um, so I think Mark Cuban. So it, it's even as a LeBron fan, I think that was extremely ridiculous. I, I, I agree with you there. Um, but he wasn't the only one who complained about it. I mean, Mark Cuban, I think, was it Rick Carlisle, too? Um, you know, a couple of for the Mavericks. And um, I'm sure there were many executives around the league that were not fans of the format. Um, and, you know, it's just, like you said earlier, I mean, it's just funny how nobody had a complaint about it at the beginning of the season. Yep. But, you know, once their team's in the contention for it, oh, yeah, now they want to come out of the woodwork and complain about it. Yep. Um, but anyway, yeah, <laughs> I'm excited. The fan in me, and I know you are too, we're very excited about this playing tournament. I think it'll be um, really cool to see a winner-take-all kind of, um, you know, adopting the NFL playoff format. For sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really curious to hear like, your um, predictions for the playing tournament, uh, both in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. Facts, man. Um, yeah, we got a we got a kind of a good set of games here um, with some some juicy mashups, uh, I guess, at the top. Um, obviously, Tuesday, you know, tomorrow we got the East. We got um, we kick off with Charlotte at the Pacers, uh, and then you know we got the the late one. I don't know why they had to put it at a nine p.m. start, but they got the <laughs> the Wizards, uh, you know, coming coming to Boston. Um, and I have some strong opinions about, about both of these. Um, just to set the stage, the day after that, um, we kick off the west side of the equation. Um, first, you got um, Memphis hosting the Spurs, and uh, then you got uh, the Dubs at the Lakers. And both of those teams are just scorching hot right now. And guess what? A 10 p.m. start. Although can't blame them too much, just because <laughs> that's a Western Western Conference game. Yeah. Um, no, that one makes sense. The Celtics one is very confusing. Yeah, but, it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's almost like they expected more of these teams. Hmm, I wonder where that came from. But anyway, um, <laughs> so, so to give you my, to my, my predictions, um, I, I think, you know, I mean, anything could happen. Yeah, 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 that's the caveat. I think the Pacers are going to win this one, even without Miles Turner. Um, 
I don't know if Karis LeVert will be available, but I, I don't think he's had any issues of late, so I'm pretty sure he'll be around. And Sabonis, I think, is, has been around. So, I mean, to me, that's enough for them, you know, at home to beat a uh, Charlotte team without Hayward, um, which is funny that Hayward misses yet another playoff game. Um, I, I feel bad for the guy because I was Through actually... virtual cheers right now. <laughs> <laughs> at least for the fans. You know, for me personally, it's like, yeah, I don't know, but it is what it is. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, they got some, you know, good youngsters on both sides. Uh, or, or I guess actually on the Charlotte side. I don't know about the Pacers. <laughs> um, the second game, it's tough. Uh, Wizards at Boston. I think it's going to be close. I think it could go either way, but I'm going to go with Boston. I just feel like, you know, despite all the underachieving and, and everything and all the failed expectations, no Jalen Brown, I still think they just have a sizable talent advantage over the Wizards. Now, that depends on two things. If Rob Williams and Smart are both healthy for this game, which I think they, they'll play. I don't know how healthy they'll be. Um, but I'm going to assume they're going to be healthy just because they set out the last couple of games. I, I think they'll be good to go. Uh, you know, And I think with both of those guys in place, they got enough to handle the Wizards. Um, anything can happen. I mean, they got Bertans. They got Beal. They got Westbrook. Um, three guys who probably could just randomly get hot. But... Um, all things considered, the overall talent picture to me says Celtics. Um, that's that's my prediction on the East side. On the on on the um, on the West, I'm actually gonna. Well, okay, let's start with Memphis and the Spurs. The Spurs have been on kind of a losing streak. I don't really know what's going on with them, but at the same time, they've been playing some of these games really tough. Uh, but given that they got to travel to Memphis, and Memphis is actually healthy for once, uh, I'm actually gonna go with Memphis. Um, that's a good, you know, that's a classic matchup too. Two teams have seen each other a lot in the postseason, I guess, in recent memory. Um, and then Warriors at Lakers. I mean, the biggest one of them all, um, just in terms of just the the, the the show business aspect of it. I'm actually going to take the Dubs. I think they're they're a pretty complete team right now. They've been playing like it. Um, you know, also the Boston fan of me. Uh, doesn't really believe that the Lakers were that great of a team last year. I know they played well last year and they, they quote-unquote won it all, but it's like, you know, you came up against a gimpy Miami team in the finals and just felt like there was no other, you know, quote-unquote, like, super team in the league to really give them trouble. And yet, you know, the Lakers still had some trials and tribulations. I mean, Denver, you know, got pretty hot. Um Look, the Lakers, I guess you could say they deserved the title last year, but I just still don't believe in them. I still look at Anthony Davis as a as a guy, as a sidekick, and I still look at LeBron as, as getting older. And uh, and I look at the surrounding cast, and I don't think they have as much as they did last year. Uh, Warriors, they just have that toughness. They have that Curry aspect to it, which is its own dimension. I got them. Who do you got? Oh, interesting. Um, so I'm going to ignore the disrespect you spewed out the end of your uh, little soliloquy but um oh, i don't know if you got to the uh the second part of the question so um you said warriors over lakers and then would you take the lakers over memphis oh, yeah then? Well, and then in, in, terms, the East, in terms of in terms of winning the tourney so i guess yeah i mean I'm, I'm gonna take the lakers over memphis i mean they'd be playing the game you know the lakers get in in the east uh i guess if the wizards lose i mean i'll pick the wizards but I'm very concerned with um, John Wall. But it's like, I mean, who do they have to go up against? Again, a starless Charlotte team, and they get to play a home game. I'm going to take the Wizards. So, to me, Boston Wizards get in, and then, uh, you know, Warriors-Lakers. Um, but but it could be interesting. Mm -hmm. no, I'm sorry, actually, not not Charlotte. I, I guess the Pacers 
But the Pacers, you know, that could be a tougher matchup. But assuming Beal is somewhat healthy, and he played okay to end the game the other day, I think, um, I still got to take the Wizards. And, and I hope that they get in, just, just for the fans' sake. Cool. Interesting uh, Interesting takes. There's a little little disagreement we got. But um, anyway, yeah, so Celtics at Wizards. Um, you know, I, th- I think you said it great. Wizards at Celtics. Oh, sorry, Wizards yeah. at Celtics, yeah. right. Um, yeah, I mean, I got to say, the Celtics have extremely underachieved this year. Um, I know they are missing Jalen Brown, but the disrespect needs to stop. I think, like, people are going way overboard with mm-hmm. it. Um, I was listening to First Take today, and I heard Max and uh, Stephen A., as usual, they're, you know, New York junkies. Yeah. Um, they were like, ah, oh, Celtics won't make it into the play, make it into the playoffs. Um, they need to stop it. Like, people need to stop in general. Like, the yeah. Celtics will win this game. They'll move on. They'll take the seventh seed. Uh, yeah. You know, after that, all bets are off, but they're, they're not getting out of the, they'll get out of this playing tournament and make it into the top eight. Um, so that means, yeah, I'll pick the Celtics over the Wizards. And then when I look at that next game, um, you know, Hornets and Pacers, I believe it's... Is it Hornets at Pacers or is it Pacers I think at so. Hornets? I think it's actually Hornets uh, at Pacers, if I'm not mistaken. Hornets at Pacers. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, I think this one's going to be a nail-biter finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to take the Hornets uh, just because of the injuries that I think the Pacers have. Um, okay. You know, I think you mentioned what Miles Turner is going to be out. And yep. then um, I think Karis LeVert, whether he plays or not, he's not 100% healthy. Um, mm, and then, yeah, I look at Charlotte. Um, I mean, I know they are missing Hayward. And, but other than that, I mean, I think they'll be ready to go, ready to rock. And I think they'll win that game, um, okay. you know, which makes us go to the next game of um, who's going to win between Wizards and Hornets. And I'm picking the Wizards. Um, yeah. You know, I think in any one-game situation, for me, the easiest way to pick between two teams is just, like, who's got the, who's got the best player. Yeah. Of both teams, yep. um, and whether you want to say it's Bradley Beal or Westbrook, um, either way, it, yeah. the best players on the Wizards. Yeah. Um, so for me, I, th- I think they'll win, and um, which means that yeah, this the current seven and eight seeds in the East will make it in the playoffs for me. Um, and then when I look at the West, um, you know, I, I disagree with you. I think the Lakers will win against the Warriors. I think it'll be a really close game, mm-hmm. um, but at the end of the day, as hot as the Warriors are, like. There's so they have so many deficiencies yeah. that like there's a reason why they are the eighth seed. <laughs> um, the Lakers, you know, if they were healthy, they would have been better than they are yeah. right now. But the Warriors, they're relatively healthy the most season. There's a reason why they are their eighth seed. Um, so the Lakers, you know, they'll get up for that one game. LeBron and AD will play well, and um, supporting cast. I don't know. They haven't really been in these big stage games. A lot of these guys. Um, yeah. So besides last year, but um, I think they'll. Sneak, they'll win and they'll get in the seventh spot. Um, and then the Warriors will play the winner of Memphis and San Antonio. And this one's very easy for me because um, I look at San Antonio's roster and I can't name a single guy besides DeRozan. Um, <laughs> so for me, that's true. They um, lost Aldridge. <laughs> they lost Aldridge, and I literally don't know anyone else on their team. Is is Dejounte Murray still on that team? Yeah, I think, but he mm, might be okay. hurt. I don't even know. Got it. Okay, so make that two. Um, either way, like. There's a reason why they're the 10th seed. Um, and I think Memphis was, you know, they've always been a pretty good team. Um, yeah. But I, I like what they've done recently. Like, they're, they're coming in hot. And I think that's what that's another thing that's really important to take into consideration with these playing games is who comes in hot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll take the Memphis Grizzlies over the Spurs. And then, yeah, comes down to Warriors versus uh, Grizzlies. And Ingold like I said State. for the, oh, oh, sorry, yeah. Oh, Ingold, sorry, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I guess State, they would right. host it, yeah. 
Right, right. For me, you know, look at both teams, the rosters, who's got the best player, and for me, Steph Curry by far. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think the Warriors win that game, and, yeah, it's going to be Lakers, 7 spot, Warriors, 8 spot, and, um, you know, this might be the year where we see two upsets in the first round with the 1-8 and eight and the 2-7, and seven. but we'll see. It's going to be It's going to be really interesting. Can't wait for it. Wow, that's that's a uh, that's a that's an interesting one for sure. Um, yeah, I mean we'll 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 peek ahead, uh, I guess after after the results of this plan. Yeah, we'll we'll save this topic for next yeah, week. We'll save this one for round. sure. <laughs> and then real quick, you know, got to throw in this one Boston slant topic before we move on to our uh, <laughs> our fun and games bonus round. Uh, you know, which you know, but this is a fun question in in and of itself. Uh, which Boston team do you think? will be the next to win a championship. And, you know, this includes everything. You know, if you want to pick some, you know, no-name, you know, what, I think the Boston like the Boston Cannons? Yeah, yeah <laughs> some, something like that. Lacrosse team. <laughs> there's probably, uh, there's probably a, a cross-country uh, team somewhere in there, too, if you want. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what they're, they're called. But, um, you know, have your pick. Who's going to be the next one to win a chip for, for this city? This for is... us, man. For us. For us, yeah, for us, uh, this is a tough one, man. Um, let me just say, to be honest with the Bruins, I really do not pay attention to hockey whatsoever. Um, <laughs> so I really have no idea. <laughs> I will um, say it was fun to watch the Stanley Cup Finals like a couple times when they made it that far. But... Yeah, it's fun when they're in it, you know, yeah, in the um, but they gotta get in the playoffs. First, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm not watching some random regular season I think they've games. lost the first two playoff games this year. I believe they lost tonight. Let me see. But, yeah. Wonderful, that's that's good to know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not I'm not too destroyed. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm not gonna lose any sleep over it. Um, oh, but yeah, I mean, won. you know, I look at them and I think I remember they were. I don't know if they won it in 2013, but it's it's been it's been a little while since they've um, won it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I look at baseball, the Red Sox, like they're so inconsistent from year in year out. Um, that in fact, hot, I think the only hot. thing. They, 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 exactly. That was the thing I was going to say. What, the only thing that's consistent about them is that every like fourth year that they end up being pretty good, yeah. <laughs> they tend to get hot towards yeah. the end of the season, and that heat leads into the playoffs, and they went, they tend to get you know really far in the playoffs. But you know that happens like every fourth year, and yeah. there's no consistent pattern. There's no way to predict when that year is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just so happens to happen every uh, four or five years. Um, so, I mean, by that pattern, then technically 2023 would be the year they win. But anyway, <laughs> anyway um, they're just too inconsistent for me to really predict. I'm going to look at Celtics and Patriots. And, um, you know, I think the Celtics, the fact that they're consistently knocking on the door mm-hmm. of being that great team, you know, being because there's different between good teams and great teams, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, you know, I think if good teams is winning the – one or two rounds of playoffs, but those great teams, they get in that Eastern Conference Finals. They're in the NBA Finals yep. um, year in, year out. I think the Celtics, you know, as much as they've disappointed this year, they've been good team over the past five years, consistently good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm going to have to say the Celtics, and um, the reason I, I'm not going to pick the Patriots, so I think they're right now just still in that rebuilding mode. Um, I know they've gotten so many acquisitions in the offseason, and they'll definitely be better than 7-9. and nine. Um, but as long as the Chiefs are still there and the Bills stay good and those other teams, the NFC, stay good, like, I think it's going to be difficult for them to win, you know, 
Yeah. I'm going to say the next three or four years. I, I don't know. Um, I just think that the Celtics have a better shot of winning a title before the Patriots, Red Sox, Bruins, Boston Cannons, and I know I'm missing some other teams out there. Um, but, <laughs> Revolution, <laughs> um, come on. I think the Celtics got the, the best shot of winning first. Um, Vivek, what do you what do you think on this one? I'm curious to hear what you got to say. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, to cut to the chase, yeah, I agree with you. It's the Celtics, but but let me tell you why. And I think, you know, it's for a lot of the same reasons, but not just their past history. I mean, if, if you look at you know, each of these sports, they kind of have their own mechanics. You know, you can. There's different things that goes into winning, in one sport to the next, and and in basketball, we know what it is. We already know that you have to have the top end talent. As much as people want to doubt Tatum and Brown, they still both took you know steps forward this year in some capacity. I mean, Tatum, maybe his overall level wasn't you know quite that consistent, but his peaks were I think just as as good as last year, if not better. You know, and so in that sense, he took a step forward. He he also took step back in in other areas like leadership, um, but you know, COVID, whatever. Brown, I mean, it's clear first All Star team got got better. And when you have those two guys in place, uh, it just makes it so much more likely. I mean, think about the, no- the number of teams that don't have those two guys, or even teams that have aging, you know, stars or, or whatever you want to call them, right? Things change fast, and, and trades can shake it all up, but, you know, there's not that many teams that have that kind of stability. Even, even the Lakers, okay? I mean, you know, I'm not going to go too hard on them, but LeBron's got to stop at some point, you know? Um, mm-hmm. We just don't know when. And so the Celtics are in a great position with the age and the experience and the talent of those two top guys. They definitely need another big guy in there. But um, just the chance that they could potentially form a super team over the next three, four years, I mean, assuming these two guys stick around, uh, I think that gives them the best shot. But I'd probably put the Red Sox as the second safest bet just because Cora, man, I believe in the Cora effect. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is. But, you know, you can always sense, right? That's what we know from watching sports for so long, is that you can sense the vibe. The vibe matters. And uh, you just look at the total 180 that happened from last year to this year. Not only that, pitching is what wins in baseball, right? I mean, you need the offense, too, but you also need the pitching. And the thing is that balance of both, I mean, you know, the Sox are just smashing the ball this year. Uh, Bogarts and, and Martinez leading the charge. So we know they have the offense. The, the surprising thing is they've got the pitching, too. They've got Eduardo Rodriguez. they got Evaldi. Um, they got this new guy, Pavetta. I mean, no history. Just reminds me of, like, a Jake Arrieta type, where, like, mm. he just absolutely stunk it up and then suddenly shows up and, like, just wins the sign. I mean, the dude's <laughs> 5-0 and this year. I think he's up there in ERA. Mm. Bro, isn't that baseball in general, though? Like... Some guy comes out of nowhere, has an amazing season, and then the next year they fall off the map like nobody's business. Like yeah. it's just like it, I feel like it's very reflective. Like individual players, this, that happens, and the same thing happens with teams as well, where they just like I, I don't know how yeah. that happens. It's like I don't know if like teams are you know are able to key in on players very easily in terms of like you know pitching the hitters like they know what adjustments to make and everything i don't know why it happens biggest, like that the biggest but. single factor without a doubt in my mind is just going from the al to the nl like for some reason that just completely is just like a godsend for pitchers i mean obviously they got one less actual hitter to worry about but like the boost that it gives some of these guys like is, is astounding and i think it has a lot to do with like the big market stuff that matters too in baseball mm-hmm. especially because like in the big markets 
at least the, the, the stands are usually full. You know, like half these baseball teams these days, I mean, I don't even know who's showing up to these games. And so, I mean, that could be a factor. I mean, it's much easier, I guess, to play in a, in a small market for, for, for these pitchers. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, it, it is crazy the year to year, you know, just variation um, in baseball. Um, but I do feel strongly about, you know, this because Chris Sale should be coming back at some point this year. If you had Chris Sale, the rotation they got right now, you can make a strong argument that that's the best rotation in baseball. Bro, I forgot that, he even existed. I let's know. Be he fell off the map. <laughs> I, I don't have high hopes, but it's crazy that you can even make that argument right now. With mm-hmm. Erod, Chris Sale, Evaldi, and Pivetta, you know, all in there. I mean, like, I don't know who Pivetta is, but, you know, let's hope he keeps this going. I mean, four, you know, hard throwers. Hard throwers of the ball. And they've all had, you know, you know, either Cy Young winners or top finishes, or Pivetta is currently leading the AL. I think it wins five and zero, I believe. So that's just crazy to me. But um, but yeah, I mean <laughs> the Celtics. You know, I ain't waiting for them, but I gotta give it to them in this one. Mhm. Yeah, it's just funny how much we rip the Celtics like offline about <laughs> underachieve. But the reality is, is when we look around at the other Boston teams, it's like, yeah, they're like, you know. They're shot, there, I guess. Yeah. I'm not super confident in them, but you know, when I look around, I, I gotta say, I gotta pick them. So, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So that wraps up our five main topics, and um, so now this is the bonus round. And in this bonus round, um, I'll ask Vivek a question, and he'll answer it, and then um, he'll ask me a question. So we're both not going to address these questions. Um, and the reason they're called the bonus questions is we have no idea. What, what's going to be asked um, so it's really putting you on the spot um, so yeah I guess I'll hand it off to you Vivek with this first question because um, I know you are a soccer fan much bigger of a soccer fan than I am um, so curious to hear your thoughts um, yeah. who will win the Champions League final between uh, Man City and Chelsea yeah man uh, you got that right and, and it's been actually more of a recent thing for me just um you know, a couple, a couple of my other buddies that, that I work with um, actually follow, follow you know, world football or soccer, you know, pretty closely. And um, we actually we played quite a bit of FIFA back uh, back at school. But, um, you know, these two teams are, are both playing really well over the last month plus. Um, in terms of history, like legacy and stuff, you know, Man City is certainly building one for themselves over the last almost decade. But... You know, there's no question that Chelsea, you know, has the legacy here. I mean, they've won the Champions League before, um, you know, for those of you who didn't know. Um, and it's just funny that we ended up with an all-English final here. Um, you've got other teams, world superpowers like Bayern Munich from Germany, uh, PSG, you know, with Neymar, Kylian Mbappe, um, you know, from France. And and um, and all these superpowers, and yet, at the end of the day, we ended up with what... what, <laughs> what what we just saw, actually, twice in the last uh, month plus, was Man City and Chelsea coming together. Um, now, interestingly enough, Chelsea won both of those games. However, I think Man City is just gonna just gonna take this. They've got who I consider probably to be the best manager in the game in Pep Guardiola. Um, he's a tactician of the game. You know, football is probably the most you know chess-like, I guess you could say, uh, of all the kind of major sports. Uh, worldwide, um, the way it's played now, 
And um, Man City, they're just so solid. This year, they, they, they've won the Premier League easily, you know, which is, you know, considered by far the toughest uh, uh, league um, in world soccer. I guess you could say the the, uh, <laughs> the NBA of soccer, in a sense. Um, and they won that pretty easily. Um, they they won another trophy recently, a uh, domestic um, uh, title in the... Uh, in the uh, what's called the Carabao Cup, but you know they won a trophy, um, and 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 they've just proven that they have the talent and the tactics to match. Um, they're just so consistent. I think they're. Been, I mean, it's clear to me they're the better team. The question is, will they show up the day that this game is played? You only get one shot at it. Chelsea still has some attacking and some counterattacking, but I got to go with Man City. They're my favorite club too. I mean, I play them on FIFA all the time, so. Um, <laughs> I uh, I got to go not biased at all, right? I mean. <laughs> no, but uh, I just had to. I mean, it feels good to, to see them make it this far. Um, but um, and we'll see how it shakes out. I got them to win it all. They they, they it's it's their time. They haven't won a Champions League trophy yet, and uh, time to overshadow Man United. Cool. No, yeah. Thanks for your take on that one. I wish I could say I agree. Or disagree. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, don't know enough to really <laughs> give my opinion on this that's one. Right. We'll play some uh, FIFA. But don't worry, I'm we'll, going to be... We'll play some FIFA. That's, that's really the way to get started. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be one of my goals uh, for this year is you know, stay more in tune with soccer, golf, hey, man, boxing. Hey, man, you just got to channel that spirit. Remember when we had those rec league? I always go back to the Pepperell tournament that we went to. We... <laughs> I don't think we deserved to go. Well, maybe you did. I was just happy to be there. I think there were some other injuries, and so I got asked to fill in. That was a fun day. There was a little bit of rain. Um, I don't really know what the tournament aspect of it was because I had no idea who we were playing or who we were playing with, but that was a fun day. We, we showed up. We played some soccer. Um, I don't know if I scored a goal, but if I did, it certainly didn't get us anywhere, but um, <laughs> that was a fun day. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I don't really remember that much at all <laughs> besides the fact that like we were doing well in our like regular season games and then the second we got to that tournament we got humbled real quick yeah. <laughs> it's like a very good learning experience <laughs> i'll put things in perspective of how good we actually were yeah that, that was fun i didn't didn't we end up winning it all that year i think i want to say we did i don't know if we were on the same squad i mean um, if that was the team with um i don't know man I don't, I don't think we actually won it all that year. Not together, anyway. I was on a different rec team that, that took home the trophy. I didn't contribute much, but hey. Uh. <laughs> you, you, you always need those glue guys, man. They're the key to every team. Man. <laughs> I was a glue guy. If anything, I was a goon. I think I actually injured a couple people. <laughs> <laughs> every every team needs a Zaza Pachulia, man. It, hey, you know, it's uh, just, come on, yeah. dude, that's just disrespectful. <laughs> All right, man. I'm gonna hit you with this topic real quick before before your ego gets boosted too much. Um, you know, will Tim Tebow make an impact for the Jags this year? Which is funny because I'm not even sure if he's gonna be on the team. But hey, take it away. Mm -hmm. Great. No, th thanks for asking this one. Uh, this one's a funny one because <laughs> I've just been hearing so much lately about all the backlash from players around the league. About, oh, why are the Jaguars giving him a shot? Blah, blah, blah. Um, so to make a long story short, I say no, he does not make an impact for the Jags. But <laughs> to answer the question that you just proposed, also, does he make the 53-man roster? And 
I think he does. Um, I think, you know, he's got that strong relationship with Urban Meyer, you know, when he played at Florida with them. And then, you know, I look at the Jags roster. Um, you know, like I mentioned at the very first topic of this podcast, they went 1-15. and And, you know, earlier today, I was looking at their roster to see who their tight ends were. And the names were, like, it's just, like, none of these names you would recognize. Like, if you told me they were, like, I don't know, politicians, I would have been like, oh, okay, I wouldn't even really question it. <laughs> just don't even, I don't recognize them whatsoever. Um, and to me, like, the Jaguars have been so bad that they're going to need fans to come in and watch the games. Like, <laughs> that's what it's come down to. I think this is strictly, like, a publicity stunt. Yeah. Um, so I think he makes the roster and... You know, he might get in a few plays, like a few different formations. Be yeah, some gadget good blocking stuff. Tight end. Yeah. yeah, some gadget stuff. He may catch a pass, um, but he's definitely not going to be, like, impactful whatsoever to the Jags. And he probably won't – he's – I shouldn't say probably. He won't be their best tight end by far. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm going out on the limb by saying that he'll make the 53-man roster. Because I, I know there's a lot of people that are saying that there's no way in the world he makes it. Um, but I, I think he does just because of his relationship with Urban Meyer and the fact that the Jaguars were so bad that there's really nothing to lose here. <laughs> Worst sure. case scenario, if he sucks, mm-hmm. so be it. Um, the team sucks anyway. But if he's good, it can only be a bonus, right? So might as well take the flyer on him and um, just get him involved with some plays here and there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I he will not make an impact for the Jags. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh... That's a, uh, yeah. That's gonna be one to watch, just cause um, I don't, I don't know too much about what's going on down there, but I just get the sense that they're gonna go for this whole like gadgety type of vibe down there, just try to mix it up and junk it up. So we'll see, man. But, but yeah, um, you know, let uh, let's keep our eyes out for that one. Um, well, you know, uh, <laughs> we definitely went a little bit overtime on this one, but you know, we had fun doing it. Um, that pretty much wraps up uh, this first uh, first first episode of. Um, I'll say it again. The Flippy and Flappy podcast featuring <laughs> V&V. Hey, I mean, to me, that's still a better name than the VVVP podcast or whatever oh, the hell. Geez. Yeah, but it hey, had you, no ring to it whatsoever. Well, we, we had, uh, I mean, we could have gone the 3V pod or the V3. It's still not very compelling, but. Yeah, yeah. no, not at all. And um, <laughs> the funny thing is with this name that it's just so ridiculous that it's funny i think that's kind of and yeah, you know the fact that it's so sticks. ridiculous yeah no the fact that it's so ridiculous is very reflective of our personality so it almost it just fits like perfectly I think. yeah no for <laughs> okay. sure for sure we, we we silly like that and and and, and uh, hopefully we stay that way man but mm-hmm. hey that's a good first episode in the books yeah. um let's see how it uh, shakes out um you know we'll, we'll try to publish this one to um whatever platforms we can find and uh and yeah, please, uh, you know, let us know and give us some feedback and, and um, we'll go from there. Um, we'll start by trying to keep it a little bit shorter next time. But hey, <laughs> the first one is the pilot, man. You got to got to got to give it that oomph. So um, let, let's get it. Um, mm-hmm. Peace out. And, and uh, we're oh, actually, we're oh, sorry. Yeah, before close, I just had yeah. a couple uh, oh, yeah. closing remarks. No, I pretty much agree with everything you said. Um, you know, as you can tell, we clearly did not stick to the format. Uh, whatsoever with that <laughs> thing where I said 60 to 90 seconds at the beginning of uh, yeah. each topic. Um, you know, as we're going into it, it was just like, you know, we're, 
we just have so much to say. We're very passionate about these topics. So uh, <laughs> we'll try to do a better job of it um, next week. And, um, yeah, like you said, we're going to probably update the format. Um, I think yeah. in terms of a weekly cadence, we'll probably keep this Monday, Monday nights at yeah, um, like 8 p.m. Or where we record, and then we'll probably post I don't know if we'll post it on Monday night itself or wait till Tuesday um, to post it. But, yeah, like, uh, like you said, Vivek, um, you know, we're, we're going to post it on Instagram and Facebook eventually. So we'd love to capture all of your feedbacks and hopefully incorporate it into our, you know, podcast formats going forward. Um, Facts. Yep. Yeah, man. Well, let's see. Let's see. Uh, now, now, now we got our own pod, man. So, you know, I don't want to hear nothing from, from Batia, but, but, uh, you know, for for, for yeah. those of you listening, that's an inside joke. Yeah. Anyways, we don't mention his name on the podcast. That <laughs> oh, was the that's first true. and last oh, time no. his I'll name will ever be yeah. mentioned on this podcast. C- Cardinal yeah. sin committed. Yeah. Right here. That's right. That's right. You know, it's sort yeah. of like Voldemort. You know, you can't be afraid to say the name every once in a while. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, shit. Gonna bring I, up his I, name, just, just I just brought up Harry Potter. Basketball. Oh no! I just brought yeah. up Harry Potter. That's that's the last thing that we needed to do. For, for, for this guy but but all right well I think I think uh, we'll leave it at that signing off folks thanks great thanks guys peace.